Namaste, my dudes. Welcome back to the Mindful Monologue. This is episode eight, Beer Fear. Um, and by beer fear, I don't mean worrying about your drunk texts. I mean coronavirus. Coronavirus, corona beer. It was an attempted pun on a dark situation. Um, and today I want to talk about not how to stop yourself dying or prevent it completely, but there are ways we can reduce the severity. So I'm going to talk about what coronavirus actually is, what it does, um, and the things that we could have done in terms of preventive medicine. It's a bit late now, but things that we could have done um, to help ourselves out. Now, I'm going to avoid politics as best I can, because the politics of what's happened in terms of the pandemic is is very subjective. I have my own opinion, of course I do, um, and it could be different to yours, so I'm going to try and avoid it as best I can. So, the proper name for coronavirus is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. Um, and that comes down to a little abbreviation of SARS-CoV-2, um, also known COVID-19 or coronavirus. Now, from what we know, it's an upper respiratory tract infection that works a bit like asthma, okay? But like asthma, if asthma was someone who had taken a shit ton of steroids and was roid raging, it's like the bigger, angrier, much bigger, angrier, bigger, angrier version of asthma, okay? Um, similar to a flu, but it attacks the lungs in the same way. Um, so it, it constricts the airway of the upper respiratory tract, um, and it almost turns the lungs into concrete so that they can't expand the upper lungs anyway. Um, it tends to not go as far down right to the bottom. It's weird. Weird. Um, now, this is very different to other SARS viruses because, in theory, um, if the upper airway constricts, you could give someone steroids, like they do with asthmatic patients, to open them up. Um, and then at most, if the lungs couldn't work on themselves, if they couldn't self-ventilate, um, you would put them in what we call an iron lung, which is basically a vacuum that breathes for you. Okay. Um, but the body rejected the steroids in, in first treatment protocols, and iron lungs didn't really work. So scientists had to work out what was so incredibly deadly about this virus and what they found was that once it gets to the lungs it diffuses across the the barrier of your alveoli um, into your blood and it attacks the blood vessels which would make sense because as if you were in an iron lung you would be getting air in so as long as your heart was pumping, your body would stay safe. So as long as you could physically get rid of the virus, everyone would survive. 
in theory. But it wasn't working because the blood vessels were just breaking down. They just stopped working. So they found out not only does it attack the upper respiratory tract, but it also affects the blood vessels. And that's what made it so incredibly deadly. Now, I'm going to avoid politics and conspiracy theory. Was it man-made? Was it this? Was it that? Could we have done more? Um, but I see a lot of people talking about, oh, if we have... We need to get dirty more often. We need to inoculate ourselves. Um, we need to eat right. We need to exercise. Which is a, a wonderful thought. A year ago. If we, if we knew this was coming. And we could tell people. You need to eat these certain vitamins and minerals. You need to get a balanced diet. Exercise more. And you're more likely to survive. Less likely to get it. And it's less likely to be severe. That that would make sense a year ago. But it's no good telling people now. Because it, it, we're no longer in the realm of prevention. We're in treatment. So this is talking about preventative medicine. So if you haven't got it or you've been through it. There are some things that we can do to um, help out. Now in theory... These would take some time of doing these particular behaviours to have a long-lasting effect to the extent that it would prevent something like this. Now, this isn't going to be an all-inclusive list because I'm neither a doctor nor a scientist. Um, but what I am good at is finding bits of research that could help out. So, first I want to talk about vitamin D. This is probably the most deficient vitamin in the world. Okay. Um, now, vitamin D comes from sunlight. It's actually a pro-cholesterol. Um, it's actually a pro-vitamin found in cholesterol. That when your body comes into contact with UV rays from the sun, it converts it to vitamin D. Okay. So the, the cholesterol, what you eat in food or what your body produces naturally, it will produce this. When your body hits sunlight, your liver will convert to vitamin D. Um, now, upon loads of meta-studies, so they got a load of studies that tested the same thing, um, like highly repli replicable studies, um, testing the effects of vitamin D, and they found that on nearly all the occasions... People with vitamin D, or higher amounts of vitamin D in their system, were less likely to get upper respiratory tract infections, like SARS. Um, what's the other one? I can't remember. Um, not only were they less likely to get it, but the effects of such virus lasted a shorter period and it was less severe now this is ov obviously subjective you can't objectively measure severity on someone else um, but this is what they were tending to find so vitamin D supplementation could be a very easy way to increase your chances of staying safe um, beyond that of course is vitamin C uh, which, as we all know, is great for the immune system. 
Um, now, it's, it's a very good antioxidant, vitamin C. It tends to come in a lot of citrus fruits, um, leafy greens, basically trying to eat the rainbow. Vitamin C supplementation also helps fight infection, including upper respiratory tract infection, so it can have the same effect um, or similar effects to vitamin D. One of probably the easiest things you can do to um, increase your chances of staying safe, it doesn't necessarily cure you, and I don't know what extent the effect that this has, is remaining optimally hydrated. When you are well hydrated, everything works much better. Your body ticks. It's like having oil in a car. It just works. But going beyond water, there is obviously things we can do to help having healthy blood, um, like iron supplementation, which I can't really talk about because I'm not a doctor, um, but not being haemoglobic is um, haemoglobic. I'm a fucking moron today. Um, not having something like anemia is obviously going to help... Um, and supplementation of something like folate um, to prevent hyperplastic anemia and other forms of such could make a big difference. Um, but not officially am I saying that because I don't know. This is just in theory. Um, and I haven't the licensed qualifications to tell you otherwise. Um, but looking into diet, having high numbers of unsaturated fats and increasing your high-density lipoproteins, reducing the number of um, lower-density lipoproteins, VLDLs, LDLs, um, which basically means reduce the shitty cholesterol in your body. Yeah. Um, so stop eating chips every night. That could go a long way because obviously cholesterol restricts the blood vessels and if the virus restricts them more or breaks them down a little bit or attacks them inside, I don't know how it works, but having thicker blood vessels and less room for blood to move is going to increase your chances of, you know, having this fatal consequence of catching it. Um, in terms of exercise, we can talk about um, doing cardio. Uh, of course, this is common sense stuff. If you run more, you're probably going to have better lungs and more effective capillaries than if you don't run or are sedentary. Uh, even going beyond that, like vascular training... Is, in quotation marks, something like doing cold showers could also help. So, it, it, we won't know if it works until it does. And this is what people don't understand about this. They keep expecting the science to explain, but this is brand new. We don't know anything about this virus. They keep guessing. That's why the government fucked up so bad 
because they went on a scientific theory without much evidence because there is no evidence. It, they were just throwing a ball into a hoop and hoping that it went through. Do you know what I mean? Um, but even beyond that, using something like a power breath, which is a little device you can breathe into and it restricts um, the breath coming in. So your intercostals, diaphragm, the things that expand your rib cage have to work harder and it makes your breathing stronger in terms of not physically go compared to but you get the idea so the the science isn't concrete but we can use what we already know about pulmonary health about vascular health to guess what we can help out with um, so all I'm saying is in in terms of the role of preventative medicine and people keep talking about a vaccine forget it the quickest humans have ever made a vaccine is four years stop it just start looking after yourself in terms of lockdown and everything like that there could have been way more preventative deaths if we'd have done it earlier been more severe stuff like that but I'm not talking about that I'm talking about health wise if we just looked after ourselves more, there would be a much lower mortality rate. If that makes sense. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, I don't know what's going to come next. I think next I'm going to talk about lockdown in terms of environment and what having ill-suited environment has meant not only for me but for a lot of other people um so i hope you enjoyed i hope you uh take something from this and uh if you've got any suggestions let me know have a wonderful week and um i'll see you next time thanks guys namaste